You are now listening to the Open Canvas. You're now my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, I, like I don't it, know I like if you know. Sorry, I'm gonna text you every day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hi, Todd. Hi. So we need advice. Yeah. <laughs> right. Open Canvas, this is Taj Alexander. I'm here with two very special guests. Both have been just doing amazing things in their own right. And their story just only speaks to what is possible, not only as creatives, but as women. So without any further ado, introduce yourselves. Hi. Hello, hello. We are the Afrolit girls, your favorite African girls. I'm Aqua. I'm Bobo. Guys, <laughs> that was too clean. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, one here, like. I know, right? Okay, yeah, fine. Hello. Good. Yes, so we're here with Taj, and thank you for that intro. That was so sweet. I know, right? I'm like you. giggling now. <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm Equa. I am a co host of Afrolit with the amazing and ethereal Bobo. Ethereal. Oh, I love that word. Ooh, right? Wow. <laughs> And um, together we just talk about everything and just make, we try to bring nuanced conversations to young, important black women. Mm. I mean, all women mm -hmm. and all people, but especially the ode is to young black women. Yes. Yes yeah. to all that. Yeah. Yes. And, and who is the ethereal person <laughs> sitting right next to you? Um, hi, guys. Yeah. Um, my name is Bobo and I'm an ethereal being. <laughs> <laughs> right. As proclaimed by Equa. Yeah, I'm the other half of Afrolip Podcast. I'm also a content creator. I'm Afri I'm South African. Oh yes. Oh wow, you I didn't, didn't even claim. I know, right? Oh my gosh, Kenyan Twitter, don't like roast me. I know you I'm see Kenyan. I know, right? We just drink. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, I'm Kenyan, I'm a publicist, I'm the connector, I'm a pan-Africanist. I believe that we are all here to win and secure mm. the bag. So yeah. I'm just here to connect all of those dots. Oh yes. Dope, dope. Oh yeah, and Equa is about securing the bag. If you need to secure the bag, hit up Equa. <laughs> She's got you. That's what's up, that's what's up. It's crazy because the both of us just sort of connecting, like you reached out to me through an email mm -hmm. and it means a lot to me. Having you guys create a podcast that's so necessary mm -hmm. I just think it's so important because that voice needs to be heard and to see how you guys go about it it means a lot so I, I'm really appreciative for you guys to be on the open canvas for sure oh thank, thank you. you oh my gosh you are so good to us I know <laughs> Taj. Taj. and it was so funny because shout out to Merck and the whole crew yeah um, yeah like <laughs> I feel like it was only through their interview, actually, that I found um, the open canvas wow. and I started listening and I was like, oh my gosh, Bobo, we have to get in touch with this guy. Yeah, like, she put is, me on. Yeah, like this like, guy, send that email. he is definitely <laughs> on it. He knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah. And yeah, no, I like this conversation. And so shout out to you for just yeah. curating this. I mean, it's so beautiful and it's so awesome the way that you just have easy conversations, but still very nuanced and just understanding what the mind of a creative is you know and you're not touching just the surface level yeah. you know you're asking the necessary questions too so shout out to you thank you yeah. thank you so i mean we started this conversation while we were grabbing tea you guys got like history like how did you guys beat each other equa lived in new york at mm -hmm. the time and i lived in geneva switzerland and we just had a mutual friend who had also moved to new york mm -hmm. and so i just came to visit and we met through her. Mm. 
years later after that i now live in la mm. and i post on instagram hey guys i'm gonna be in new york for mm-hmm. a little bit for absolutely no reason like if anyone wants to chill collaborate mm-hmm. work whatever and so Equa slid into my DMs Definitely <laughs> And the rest is history Now she's my work wife I know <laughs> Isn't that such a beautiful love story guys? That's crazy Yeah no it's yeah. so funny And I feel like the fact that you brought up tea Means that you love Erica Badu So even then uh, Like we're all <laughs> We're all on that Erica Badu wave Oh but yeah, yeah So you have to drink That's tea That's my mom Absolutely um, So no and exactly what Bobo said Like it was me just reaching out Because I did remember when we first met And I just wanted to see what you were about and what you were doing yeah. and like I had some ideas of just like us but it was more just to catch up actually and yeah. just find out how you're doing and we've been like best yeah we hit and it off like immediately like I think like, that day I still remember that day vividly our first day oh, take it, through, take it, it was so because I we went right okay, so we met um, and then we I was still obsessed or still am obsessed with the restaurant called Jack's Wife Frida mm. in Soho and so we went there and uh, yeah we were just having like a really nice lunch yeah and um yeah so we spent i think like a good like three four hours literally. there literally wow. like, yeah that rest everything everything yeah. just like being i think we were both like sophomores in college yeah right and then just like figuring out like what we want what we want to do the different ideas we have just like clicking on the same like just sort of notions of helping black women yeah. and at the time it was still really focused on hair and just just like having those lovely discussions and I told her, oh, there's a movie called Dope that's out and we oh, should totally yeah. see it. <laughs> we should that's totally, I love right? that movie too. And we should definitely see that. So, and I think it was like probably around the openings like weekend yeah. because like, all, like I remember the theater being full yeah, I and like that. we still managed to get two seats Yo. next to each other. Like, which is the same with Get Out. I know, we're chatting like, again oh, with Get Out. Get we out. saw that opening weekend too. Where did you oh see my it? Gosh. Like what theater? Mm, the one on um, 34th and like 8th Avenue. Okay, yeah. I saw it on 125th. Oh, how was that? So it was a full black audience. Yes. Yeah. So you know Imagine. like in a full black audience like the reaction. Don't, don't go yes, there. yeah, and but it started from the first scene like when that when uh, the dude was walking through the oh, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> here we go. So like that was like, yo. That's oh, the idea. I, I love that. We were like, it was really mixed. Yeah. I mean, it was just beautiful how we manifested those two seats for yeah. Get Out. Because like the first theater, they told us it was full. And then we went to another theater and they told us it was full. And I was like, is it just because there's no seats next to each other? And the woman was like, yeah, there's no seats. And I'm like, girl, you should just let us see the movie. Yeah, we'll find like, seats next to each right, other. We'll like, who cares? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what, I mean, there ended up being two seats. Yeah, we walked in and they were right, right there. there. Yeah. Like, it was, right. And it wasn't like, oh, nosebleed, like you're right in front of the screen yeah, it was like no. really good <laughs> the awkwardest thing though was after the movie ended we were sitting next to two white girls or there oh. was a white guy and a white girl yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they you could just tell they were looking at us like oh snap mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and it was like yes <laughs> bitch <laughs> you wanna say something right now like, how do you feel really good right? that's really good yeah. but yeah so we saw Dope going back to just how we first interacted we saw Dope and then I think cause I live on Roosevelt Island I think I like took you on the tram oh yeah took selfies this is a Date. No, this, this is a date. Oh, this yeah. really was. It really was. Mm-hmm. But um, 
No, I just remember like thinking, wow, okay, this girl is definitely gonna be someone who I bounce ideas off of like yeah. forever. Yeah. And I'm gonna know her probably forever. Literally. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah. We were definitely just on the same wavelength. Always. Like we're both very about very much about our careers. And so it yeah. just happened. That's real. Yeah. That's real. So, wait, you lived on Roosevelt Island? You still live there? I still live there. What's it like living there? Because <laughs> that's like the, the unknown island of New York. I like, know. No one knows it exists. No one knows. Yeah. And no one should know. No, one should, no I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, it's awesome. I mean, it's very family oriented. It's mm. very like international. A lot of like families who work with like international organizations right. or like embassies live there because it's so United close. Nations to, like this. Yeah, right. yeah. It's very right. close to um, that neighborhood so like you just have to take the tram over but I think now it's become a lot more of course like other places in the city gentrified yeah. um, they've opened Cornell on um, really? the island yeah it's kind of crazy but um, no I mean it's brought like its own advancements to it because now there's like a ferry mm. that leaves the island but I still remember it as like the place that was just like no one really knew about yeah. it no one really cared <laughs> there's still only like three if any restaurants yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. consider them anything like that it's just a very residential area Mm. because I feel like I grew up in the suburbs too except it was an apartment yeah Yeah. so what led you guys to start like Afrolit as a as a brand as a podcast like was Mm. it just the conversations you guys would normally have and you're like we should be recording this or or what how did it happen so we actually had a group group chat (laughs) (laughs) shout out to all of them I love you Makoto and Yambora and Mary Ann you guys are uh, we always told group chats amongst women are really like what keep us going like, so I've heard yeah no <laughs> I love group chats too like but your group chat is like your group of therapists yeah. your group of yeah what like, goes on in the group chat oh my gosh I don't know if everything too much. guys don't you know, know right? exactly we're not gonna give you all the secrets but we will say it you've it's definitely lit. been dragged through it no kidding <laughs> <laughs> your guy you've been trifling you've been dragged through oh that oh my gosh pod- honestly through not podcast through the group chat um, but it's just more those conversations it's yeah. just more of a reflection because mm. that these women who are definitely in your group chat either you've interacted with them in real life at in some point in your life right. so they know you and they yeah. understand you and they want the best for you and mm. sometimes they see things in a light that you may not see it in because you yeah. got like you know just jaded and you're in love or you're just you know you're thirsty so you just want to talk to them yeah. you know so they'll check you but it's love you know mm. it's, it's like so we talk love. about everything we talk from memes to like politics to colorism to you know everything. sex yeah just like career everything <laughs> um and what's interesting about our group chat is that we're all from different countries mm. and yeah. we all at the time that it started and even now just live all over the place mm-hmm. so when the group chat started i lived in la echo lived in new york we had a friend in manchester another one in london another one in kenya mm-hmm. and so we all just found that we were having really similar experiences mm-hmm. as black girls but still like across the globe right right um and just like sharing those with each other and just you know which would validate us like okay i'm not crazy um this actually is a thing that happens like oh wait i'm not crazy like racism does happen in the classroom just things like that and so we all had like a google hangout at some point Mm -hmm. and like our conversation was hilarious (laughs) because we're hilarious (laughs) And we decided, no, this conversation needs to be archived, like for our future selves. Right. Like, we should look back at this. 
20 years from now and be like, wow, look at how much we've grown. Yeah. You know, the yeah. growth. So, um, and then I hit, at, at the time I was going to the new school and so I had access to studios and just mm. equipment. And yeah. so. And I had just moved to New York. Yeah, so. I know, which she manifested, which was amazing. Mm. Yes. And so I just like texted Bobo one day. I was like, let's like record this podcast. You know, like <laughs> we tried it. Like, yeah, it was kind of difficult with the Google Hangout, but like, let's just start it. And like, I know that the other girls will definitely get involved at some point mm -hmm. so we just started and like literally our first episode was about hair and like the fact that we now have over 600 listens to that mm -hmm. still blows my mind right. every yeah. single time because it was we didn't even think anyone would Planet, be we yeah. did not think anything <laughs> of it we just knew that we enjoyed our conversation mm -hmm. we yeah. wanted to archive it exactly how Bobo said honestly that's so real like I think that's genuine like passion that you can have for like good conversation yeah. it's like it doesn't matter how many people are who's listening like mm -hmm. this conversation needs to happen yeah you know and the fact that like we talk about these certain things amongst our friend groups yeah. like but podcasts give us a way to sort of like help other people benefit from those conversations mm -hmm. you know like yeah. it's it's so important I feel like what you guys are doing and cause so many other people go through those same things you know? know and like just like your group chat and being able to meet up we're, we're talking we're connecting about things that I only thought I went through you yeah. know or I only thought no one else went through yeah. your podcast and podcast in general it's like giving people a chance to actually like realize like they're not alone you know yeah. so, Very much so. Yeah, there's power in that for real there's yeah. a lot of power in that mm -hmm. and so, storytelling yeah. I think that's the beauty too because once you're telling your story and you're getting other people's stories and yeah. you're just like correlating and like seeing like oh you know they're actually hilarious or they're mm. actually you know it's like oh wow that experience is really like that same exact experience happened to me too in the way that she yeah. handled it it's a mm. way that I should probably handle it too or oh I definitely need to let this guy go cause like you know like he's trash you yeah. know and like you know cause we broke that down in the um, in previous episodes so it's like mm. Once you kind of have that affirmation, then like you can do better for yourself. Right, too. right, yeah. right. So I mean, we were sort of talking earlier about dating, <laughs> and very interested in learning your guys' perspectives because yeah. I think yeah. for me as a guy, I know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to hear. Which we want to dissect. I know. Yeah. Please, please. Want to thread it's through. Mutual. Yes. It's mutual. It's mutual. Thread through. So, uh, man, like we're we're in a place right now. I think we're in a time where dating and relationships it's almost like a, a commodity it's very much like you know you can buy you can sell you can trade oh my god so i'll just leave that there you got <laughs> no no i think everything that you're saying is very real and it's so funny because i went to a talk with this renowned woman called esther perel Ooh, yes and um she's a not really a relationships coach but she talks more about infidelity she's mm. an anthropologist and psychologist by training and um, basically, like, everything that you just said is, like, we place the value of, like, relationships on such a low level in mm. comparison oh, yeah. to just, like, the other things that we have in life. And, mm. like, that's why, you know, people do cheat. And, like, I would mm. want to know, like, how you feel about apps, though. I was, Are you I was on also Tinder? Gonna ask okay. that? Right. Are you on <laughs> Bumble? Are you on yeah, right? Tell us about Tinder. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? How's your Tinder experience been? I've never used a dating app. On Never have used a dating app. What's your reason for this? I think this is just for me speaking. Yeah. I think there's an art to being able to have the confidence to approach a woman in person mm. and start a real genuine conversation. 
there's snap, and, snap, and it's snap, a, and maybe yeah. it's a lost art now maybe like you have to sort of have an online image before you can approach a girl but I don't believe in that I, mm. I believe like me approaching a girl like at a grocery store and like yeah. I'm looking through the tomatoes and then I ask her a question you know wh- how do you choose a good tomato you know and then that just starts a conversation you know like I'm giving y'all the way to shopping giving y'all the tips giving y'all the tips away um, but yeah just like genuinely starting a real conversation at least for me but maybe I'm romantic in that way that like maybe if you have like a story of how you guys met it's, it's a little more you know developed yeah. than yeah. just like the dating app but mm-hmm. um, I'm no, not knocking anyone who uses the dating app oh, yeah, or yeah. using a dating app but yeah. how do you guys feel about it? I mean I've definitely never yeah. been on a dating <laughs> app I feel like I'm so, I'm very 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 mm. so much in the same track I feel like it is so nice when you have a guy who is confident like approach you and mm. talk to you and stuff like that and at the same time too I feel like when you're in those arenas to like open yourself up to those conversations and then lead it into something like you know like you start off a conversation and then it kind of opens the door into like oh wow I actually like talking to this guy yeah mm-hmm. you know like maybe I'll give him my number yeah. you know and so I don't I feel like that's like a lost like it's Art. it's all lost when you get on an app you know because you only have like a certain criteria you only have like I guess a certain limit of words that you can say by a yeah. text and then like you're interacting with this person via text and then they can just ghost you you know mm-hmm. can you imagine yeah. like you're talking to this guy you think yep. you're feeling him you see the photo and then it's <laughs> just like <laughs> he's gone you know and he's probably gonna come back like maybe three years from like wow. who know you know what yeah. i mean just like crazy <laughs> yeah. stuff so it's just there's no sense of i don't know sense of humanity when it's on an mm. app you know mm. how do you feel Bobo? no i think i agree with pretty much everything that you guys I like that you brought up the idea of like a marketplace because I think dating apps are the manifestation of that Mm -hmm. I think historically we've always there's always been and this is I think where like romance gets problematic there's always Mm -hmm. been like a subject object dynamic Mm -hmm. when it comes to romance and I think like dating apps really they just really reinforce that because it feels like you have to brand yourself you know mm. so like you brand yourself and you put yourself on this marketplace and then you say like this is just like, the same way that you would do with a car and you say this is what I'm good at oh I can cook I can do this and this and that mm. and then that's supposed to like elevate your price or like worthiness to date or whatever yeah. and it's like I don't know that's the thing with dating apps I've tried it um, because I was like oh, for my the perpetual I know <laughs> <laughs> tried it on behalf of <laughs> Of it wasn't for me, I just wanted to do the research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, okay, I'm just perpetually single. Let me try something new. Like, let me try, you know, let me try a new thing. Um, so I tried Tinder for a day. I remember that day. I know. What happened? It's just not. For, I think I knew though. I knew I that like dating apps are not for me because I'm a hopeless romantic. So like it can't. I don't. I don't like the idea of premeditated love or like Ooh. premeditated romance. Yeah. Explain I think that. There's like, I think there's so much beauty and like spontaneity and just like transience. You know, mm. like I like when, like there's this one time I met a guy on a on a on a flight to South Africa and like he was cool he was really cool but I had no desire to like extend that relationship because mm. I just loved the just the spontaneity of like meeting him in this one very specific setting right, right. and then like reveling and enjoying in that 
and then like leaving it I, th- I feel like once you extend it then you lose it like you lose the essence of that mm. romance mm. but I also just feel like when it comes to dating apps I'm such a hopeless romantic so like I would rather like I don't want to know want a better story <laughs> yeah like I don't want to know that like I'm meeting this I want it to just like happen and maybe I'm just too idealistic but I want it to happen like just no, like spontaneously yeah thinking for somebody who uses dating apps regularly that mm-hmm. must be a lot of pressure showing up to a date and you guys are both like on this like okay is this gonna work is this yeah. this, 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 that for me like I meet a girl and we mm-hmm. talk and then like we go on a date yeah like I would rather leave the door open to like yeah we can go on a date and maybe if we don't see a genuine interest there we can still mm-hmm. be friends or something like that but it's yeah. not necessarily like oh if it, it's a relationship or nothing you know I like that mm-hmm. one thing I've started doing is if I meet a guy I will not give him my Instagram or like social mm. media mm. on the first because I feel like that also then we might as well have just met on Tinder mm. you know yeah. I want you to dissect me and like read me on our first date not like before having like <laughs> even though we all do it though I it's know. like oh your name is James let me go Google <laughs> But how do you navigate it when the guy asks, like, so what's your Instagram, though? <laughs> I'm like, no, we keep on get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. We'll get I there. like that. Yeah. I like that. No, I think absolute. it's so true that we need to just disconnect, you know? Yeah. And I think you discuss this a lot, mm-hmm. and even that's partially why the open canvas is so great. Mm-hmm. Because I think with Instagram, it is a highlight reel, you know? And, like, snap, snap, snap. I think once you add, like, love into the mix of that, now mm-hmm. you're seeing someone's highlight reel, and you're like, oh, wow. You know, this yeah. per- of course, this person will be perfect mm. for my life, you yeah. know, because you're just seeing their highlight reel. Like, you have no idea, like, who they actually are. Yeah. And, like, I think quality time is definitely a love language for, like, mm. all of us. Oh, yeah. But I think that because Instagram provides this level of, like, time, people think that is, like, the quality time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. think that because they see you on Instagram, because, like, you're maybe That's the content true. creator, or they text you all day, they, you all day, <laughs> they think that they know you, <laughs> you know? And it's yeah, like, yeah. you have no idea where I could be when yeah. I'm texting you, though. But anyway. <laughs> no, no, for real, though. And I think that's a, a great point. With Instagram now, even though we're saying the obvious dating apps, like the Tinder and the stuff like that, but would you guys consider Instagram a dating app? Oh, yeah. Okay, how so? I think it's, like, men this really go fishing. <laughs> no, I feel like men go fishing on Instagram. Like, they... And I don't know, I've never... I've never, like, fallen for a DM that I think, like... And one of the reasons is because I feel like if a guy DMs me, you've DM'd 25 other women. The same like thing? At this, yeah, like, yeah. so I just delete. And then there's also, like, unsolicited dick pics. This mm. is, it's, it's just become a marketplace, but a cheap one, you know, because there's no effort involved yeah. on anyone. So it's yeah. like... I don't want I want to know how you feel like have you ever yeah. slid into someone's DMs how does how does DMing yeah well for me like again maybe like I'm different but like <laughs> most of my interaction or even like in, initial interaction yeah. with the girl is in person mm. like it's out somewhere I think it is intentional yeah, yeah. I think I, I may not have thought about it before mm. but I think it is intentional like I would rather like I go to events and stuff like that or if I'm hanging out with a group of my friends like I would rather meet 
the girl or see the girl for the first time in person versus then on Instagram. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, whether we like it or not, we form opinions based on Instagram. Exactly. You know, like we form opinions, oh, this person must be like this or like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I would rather not know and like that first interaction be fresh, like in person. Mm-hmm. And then I can like gauge from that conversation like okay I, I can see myself talking to this person again yeah. um, but it's never like I, I don't use Instagram to sort of like slide into DMs and stuff like that because I feel like for a guy from a guy's perspective mm-hmm. it's a losing man's game like yeah. you're, you're putting yourself you in a position a you become a number and especially if you think that you're the only one who's sending this special DM like you're, mm-hmm. you're sorely mistaken you know do you so, think it works for celebrities then Cause like I feel like the kinds of like Drake and stuff like if they slid into someone's DM like yo, that girl is meeting him. You uh, know what I mean? Are you saying that girl? Or are you saying you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel real. attacked right now. <laughs> Feeling very uncomfortable. No, right? I know, right? No. <laughs> Maybe it is me. Damn. <laughs> no, if Drake DM'd you, would you really? Cause I feel like you just know he's trying to fuck. I know. Yeah. You know? So then no. So then it's like. You know, know. but I'm just, I feel like that's what guys do though. And it's like, I guess it is working for them. Like, I feel like to a certain extent it is working, Mm -hmm. you know, especially because like, I feel like there are a caliber of women who can like, you know, there's quote unquote the Instagram model. Right. And I feel like, yeah, they use that as their platform to like get, you know, gigs or whatever. But I think they also then use that as like a forms of communication too. Mm -hmm. And so like if a guy maybe you know they're using that like tactic of like oh let's work or collaborate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. <laughs> i think those who are approaching maybe kind of winning you know because like at wow, least when right. you think about apps like sometimes i work in catering and like majority of the weddings that have happened have been the guy and girl met on tinder Whoa. yeah yeah guys. wait so guys do you think we're missing out I don't. Like, uh, I don't like I don't know <laughs> I can't no that's not for me wait, you just language. like changed all of our pains and you're like nah because <laughs> <laughs> I like I like being the double entendre like let's right, see right, right, right. let's play it this the way paradox. and then I the know paradox. the paradox right yeah. I love it so. nah it's, I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. but I think for me it's I, I guess I, I'm just in love with the story like I want yeah. the story of mm-hmm. like meeting someone genuinely like mm-hmm. I, I, so you're romantic I guess I am yeah. you know and it's like it's hard for me to admit but it's true why know? is that hard this is a guy like yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I'm romantic but like there are certain things that I still value you know yeah. um, if you are out fishing or dating or what have you how would a guy approach you like how would you like appreciate an approach from a guy? wow a this is <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard one because I, I feel know. like you know when you're out and about like you don't really want anyone to approach you <laughs> But then you also sit back and think like, so then I'm going to be forever alone. Mm. I don't know. I think for me, my biggest thing is because when you're a woman and I tell guys this all the time, I'm like, just know that when you approach a woman, you are the eighth nigga to Mm. approach her that day. Mm. So like, keep that in mind (laughs) because she's probably like already tired at that point or like she's not trying to hear it or like, I don't know, you just become a number. So I think if you approach, I like to be approached based on like not my physicality. Mm-hmm. So like someone who's that already ass. like, yeah, I don't want it to be like, hey, ma, that ass though. <laughs> I like to be approached based off of like, oh my God, I loved our conversation. Like, 
I just want to bask in your presence. Mm. Then I'm like, wow. oh my gosh, he likes the cerebral parts of me. Mm. This is nice. <laughs> I think that also attests to like your sense of, or everyone's sense of like sexuality too. Yeah. So like, I know that I'm definitely a, a person who enjoys like time and like yeah and enjoys like service so it's like let's do something together you know like you seem like this type of person who would want to you know go for that oh, job you would want to do you know like if they suggested there's this gallery opening like we should go yeah. together like that is something that would really be so nice or like you know like because i think the moment that they are selecting you and then it's like you you're sharing this experience together yeah. and then you can like talk about it you know because then it doesn't really matter who you are what you look like really it's just yeah. more like I enjoy, i'm enjoying your specific presence yeah you know and i think that's what every girl really wants yeah you know yeah. so yeah what about you yeah how do you like to be approached i, approach, I mean you, yeah. yeah yeah i think we spoke about yeah. this like for me i enjoy pursuing so like yeah. i'm very big on approaching and initiating the conversation yeah. but i don't think i don't think it's impossible um i think like if it's done the right way, like if it's like if the conversation is opened up in a way where it's like. So what is the right way? Do you like a challenge? Is that is that why? Like yes. The girl just sits on you. Like <laughs> I, I like I like an honest challenge though. Like, don't challenge me just you know just to be challenged. Like yeah, I don't got time for that. Like, <laughs> I want like an honest challenge. Of, like all right, this is going somewhere, or like yeah. there's a sense of mutual interest because. Okay. I think even from a, a girl's perspective, it doesn't feel good when like one person is more interested than the other, or like mm-hmm. this still has to be a sense that there's a goal here, there's a mutual goal here. Yeah. You know, whether that's dating, relationship, or even if it's just hooking up. Like yeah. if you're honest about it and it's like, okay, you guys understand that, go for it. But um, yeah, approaching for me, like I'm very big on just drawing on what's happening around. Actually, like if I'm at an event, talking about things that are happening right there. There's no pickup lines. There's no openers. There's no no. It's like yeah. no. We're at a gallery yeah. and let's talk about this painting. Yeah. You know, yeah. like how do you feel about this? You know, like and actually, yeah. like give the woman time to sort of like share about her because I think guys love to talk about themselves a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very big on questions <laughs> and asking yeah. good questions so that. It's a like an equal conversation versus it just being one person just talking the entire time. Yeah. So I, I guess that's sort of my my way of approach. I like being approached and I like approaching. Mm-hmm. But um, would you say that it's difficult now? Like, have there been any like bad approaches? Like, like you're like, this is not the way to do it. Like, <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, bad approaches. I know. I just think anything that's like some corny. Yeah. Like, pickup line yeah. or anything crude yeah anything like sexual oh yeah anything sexual or just like a forceful. touch you know yeah. like guys just come like like yeah. oh my like no <laughs> that like is so uncomfortable yeah. you know yeah, 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 and yeah. it's usually guys who are just never gonna be the one so mm. it's like exactly. <laughs> and they are so confident you know but i kind of like i wish i had that like just that strong confidence to just be like yeah i'm just gonna approach her even I though know, i know right? she's not on my level you know <laughs> No. Like, I guys know. have some crazy confidence. That's what I'll yeah. do 
yeah. to that. Yeah. Like, you know. I mean, there's a thin line between confidence and confusion, but Ooh, yeah, I, I, do, I do agree with you on that. I like yeah. that. I like that. I want to know your opinion on hookup culture, though. Like, do yeah. you think it's Ooh, healthy? Do you think that it's something that we overdo? Do as like a, Yeah, do you buy into it? Do you participate in it? Maturity. it really is maturity i think it is it can't it can be healthy mm-hmm. i think that if you are single and you're not in a relationship and you're not committed to anyone and it's clear it can be healthy but like i was saying earlier like it's i'm about like quality over quantity mm-hmm. i think for guys especially as a guy in new york city it's very much like okay, I'm here in the city, like, you know, everyone's telling you, oh, like, you gotta, you know, sleep with as many girls as you can. Like, yeah. that's sort of the, the, the yeah, assumption, yeah. the agenda even, yeah. yeah. But, like, for me, it's like, you know what? Like, I'm about, my time is valuable. Mm-hmm. So I want to spend my time with quality women. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm dating, if I'm in a relationship, it's with it's with a quality woman. Like, mm-hmm. the conversation's good. Um, the things that we share in common are both mutual and like we're both encouraging and and feeding each other like Mm -hmm. on multiple levels you know so i think that means more to me so even if it's hooking up like i'd rather be with someone that i genuinely connect with and like there's a a common like uh common interest versus it just being like a numbers game like how many people can i sleep with you know Mm -hmm. i think that is a thing for guys but like if i can be with quality women and if i'm in a relationship with quality women like that means more to me in this like environment of hookup culture how do you decipher whether someone is Mm. interested in you as a human being or interested in you as a sexual being yeah i mean i would prefer both (laughs) 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 but i don't think it um yeah that's real i think it's you know i'd prefer both but um yeah sometimes i mean it's just through talking like for me it's like if you're completely clear with your intentions mm-hmm. like it'll be easier to find out like what you believe mm-hmm. um, or what the other person believes um about you i think i think it's difficult though because as, as guys i think we have lower standards uh <laughs> like if, if a girl dead. is interested in us it doesn't matter like her character or anything it's like yo like we can, we, we can get something right now but yeah. but not saying that's right but i'm just saying like <laughs> i think color. girls have higher standards in that sense oh. where like they'll they'll put up with less <laughs> yeah um but yeah i i don't i don't think you can really figure it out like if, if like a girl is just interested in you sexually or, or just as a person until like the situation like arises okay. if that makes any sense yeah like, it does. if you're in the situation where it's like oh okay now right. i see what time it is yeah oh my god that's so stressful though what do you mean because don't you want to know for, i want to know from <laughs> the second oh, you say I, hi you know me though. yeah like, i, I want to know, know do you want like I'm what do you know want before you that. even look at me like <laughs> i'm interested in right. your i got a question for y'all then okay. if that's the case like if a guy is just interested in you for like hooking up or maybe yeah. maybe even like maybe potentially a relationship but would it actually be counterproductive if you were to just blatantly say that like I no, like no. how do you say that in a conversation i just want to sleep with like who says that no because I you're just like you know you meet the if you say it just 
you know approach a random person off the street then like that's weird mm-hmm. but like if you met someone and, and now like yo yeah we're having a conversation you're like yo you're really cool mm-hmm. and like i'm actually like genuinely sexually attracted to you i would you be down to just be fuck buddies like is that a thing that you do <laughs> and then we can converse but if you're like, oh, let me finesse her mm. into a girlfriend, but then I'm like, oh wait, but actually you no, I don't want to commit. Yeah. Right. That's when mm. my time is wasted. That's when we're gonna fight. I, I respect that. I respect that. And know. I think it just gets so messy when they yeah. like bring the relationship aspect of it. Cause Bobo knows, like, I'm trying to know <laughs> if you're <laughs> if you're into me. Like, I'm trying to know from when you breathe. Like, <laughs> literally. If you're interested, like, I want a relationship or no? Yeah. <laughs> Like literally So It's very annoying When like I feel like I could be interested in a guy And they might be interested in me Mm. And then they start getting way too close And start getting way too (laughs) touchy-feely And it's just like Oh okay No Yeah Yeah Well question for both of you Uh What's the ideal date? Ideal first date Taj you go first Okay (laughs) I'm very big on no matter what we're doing, if the person's right, if like the time I'm spending with the girl is right, we'll have fun regardless. Um, so it could be anything. Um, but ideally, it would be something where we're in motion, we're moving, we're walking, we're doing something active. Um, because I think sometimes when you're sitting down like at a restaurant on a first date, there's only so much you can do with your body. I'm not talking about like sex or anything I'm talking about like just like movement like walking running in. through Central Park yeah, <laughs> yo like even doing that like doing something where you, you're like seeing yeah. different sights and sounds yeah. and like yeah. maybe you, you're, you're gallery hopping or you're going somewhere yeah. where you're going to a concert and then you go somewhere else afterwards and then maybe you end it with dinner or something like that but um, it's more about like doing multiple things you know so if anything where like we're both on our feet I think it's good mm-hmm. I like being outdoors as well it takes a lot of pressure off of it because sometimes when you're you in that one on one, it feels like you're in an interview. You really. can run away. No, nah, no, nah, nah, come on now. Wait. Can you imagine? Have you <laughs> ran away on a date, Bobo? She didn't answer what? that question. You did. <laughs> <laughs> ran off on the you date know, twice. I, didn't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was a rhetorical question yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I like that. I do agree. I do enjoy being outdoors. I feel like the sit down is very, it's too much pressure. Mm. And like, sometimes I feel like I don't know if I would like the date even to know that it's a date. Is that point. is that weird? No, that's like sometimes I'm not even trying to know that it's a date. No, I need to know. You know, because <laughs> I feel like the moment it's a date now, it's like oh my gosh, my eyebrows have to be perfect, look a certain way. You know, I have to yeah. provide the essence, and then it's just like I'm late already, and now it's like oh my gosh, there's so much pressure. You know what I mean? But it's like oh, if I'm just like okay, no, this guy, like I'm kind of interested in this guy. I feel like he's kind of interested in me. Like he just wants to hang out. Like he suggested like we go to this you know event or gallery you know and then we just continuously hang out after that like it just becomes like a day it's organic it's organic it's well
well spent and it's again quality. Yeah. But that's I feel like that's when guys hit you with that oh let's Netflix and chill. I know. Right? <laughs> no. That's when they get touchy feely. No. Like, it's like bam I've only met you once. What do you mean Netflix and chill? And they're like no we're actually gonna watch a movie. Like no I'm not playing. Then you get there and they don't even have a TV. <laughs> they don't even have a laptop. <laughs> they don't even have a Yo. Netflix subscription. <laughs> that that leads me to my other question. Do you think that you can date someone who doesn't have any money? Like <laughs> liquid <laughs> cash? No. Like maybe they're not broke. No one is broken in this world. No one's broke. But like you can realize that they aren't as they're not where they want to be. They are not where they want to <laughs> be. But are they making moves to get to where they want to be? Cuz I would rather I'd rather date someone who is actively pursuing and I mean like actively aggressively pursuing mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who is born into money and is just chilling. Mm-hmm. Cuz mm-hmm. you know we've all met that like one kid who is just born into like wealth and prosperity sure. but they're a potato. Like yeah. they they potate all day. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like the person I don't know, I feel like you need to be actively making moves. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. not every day like, oh no, I'm coming out with a mixtape. Like I need to see <laughs> that like yeah. moves are being made. Yeah. So Bobo cannot date the SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> nah, nah. I fully understand that. I think yeah, I'm very much about ambition. Like I'm a naturally ambitious person. So mm-hmm. anyone that I'm dating like is probably also ambitious as well and like has goals set out for themselves. Mm-hmm. So Like I'm never the person who's going to say like because of your current status in life like I can't talk mm-hmm. to you. I think it's a matter of like like seeing the like seeing the work, like seeing the the effort and even like being an encourager. Like I think that's a big test too, even a test, but if I'm going to encourage and support you, what are you going to do with that? You know, mm-hmm. are you going to use that to better yourself? Mm-hmm. Um and vice versa too. Yeah. That's a huge thing. I feel like sometimes uh it's one-sided like the guy will be like um the super supportive one or the the girl will be the super supportive one mm-hmm. and the other person's neglected. Um so I think the big thing is like if I support and encourage you is that going to be reciprocated? Um and also are you going to like strive to achieve, you know, with that, you yeah. know? So Yeah, I'll never like hold anything against anyone, like any girl mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, but but yeah, I do hear what y'all say for sure. <laughs> I feel like it's hard cuz yeah. then yeah, no, cuz then like, you know, are you down to them? Yo, I just need a thousand dollars to, you know? Cool. I always think about that. Depends how far you are in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. If I've been dating someone for a month and they ask me for 1k, <laughs> So then who pays on the first date? Oh, all right. Is this is question. this is also good. Uh I I like what you said earlier about like the the date being sort of as low pressure as possible, mm-hmm. as casual as possible and it's almost as like is this even a date or not? Yeah. Cuz then like that first date issue of like who pays for what or anything like that is sort of lessened. It's like I mean yeah. if you're going to like a five-star restaurant on your first date like that's going to be like a very like tense check you know experience you know like you're going both going to be looking I at mean, that kind of hard I mean it's going to be tense for you wow. <laughs> <laughs> but what I what I'm saying is I'm screaming uh, 
but but what I'm saying is like on, I know. The, on like a first date, yeah. like you could actually like if you are just going on like a quick yeah. coffee run and then you guys are going from there to somewhere else, like yeah. you're walking yeah. and moving, it's like oh, it's no problem. Like even it's like a low cost even. Like, yeah. It's just like oh yeah, I have no problem paying for this. Oh no no, mm-hmm. like we'll both pay separately. Either way, um, mm-hmm. you guys are still on good terms. If it's a first date. Mm-hmm. Especially if I ask, like, we're going to go here or, like, you know, let's do this. Or it's my idea, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, the girl did not plan on doing this with her life, you know? This is something that I (laughs) approach her with. So (laughs) So I'll be like, you know, know, since this is my idea and I asked you to spend some time with me, like, the least I could do is sort of, like, pay for it, whatever we do, you know? But it's not going to be, like... um, like the five star restaurant on the first date like that's something that we both have to work towards you know it's like we both have to sort of like show that we care about each other that much (laughs) you know like I'm not even big on like the restaurants like Mm. I'm a very I I feel like I would love I mean and that's why it you know I feel like it's also a test to like could they invite you to their home mm. you know and make you a meal on the first no not on the first date of yeah. course but instead of doing like the five star restaurant because like you're then buying ingredients or you're like doing if it's like in a warmer weather situation yeah. you're doing like a picnic like you're buying you know yeah, you bought picnics. everything yeah because then it's just like okay there's no pressure to like you know, because what if you go there and then it's busy and it's noisy? Like, I found, like, with restaurants, it gets noisy so fast, you know? And there's just, like, so much. And then, not that I'm a picky eater, but then it's like, okay, yeah, like, what if I didn't like my meal? And now it's like, okay, I'm talking to you and I'm always going to associate I had a bad meal <laughs> when I was with you. And then it's just like, uh, you know? It's about the ambiance, I feel like. But an ambiance can be created. You don't think it can Yeah, be no, I, I definitely think... If a guy were to create ambiance, like, I'd prefer that. But either way, like, I'm chilly. I think, yeah, I think it's about creativity. Like, you can be, like, cute and creative and, like, create ambiance and, like, candles and shit. Yeah. Then, yeah. On the first date? Yeah. Just don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's such a big... No, that's nice, though. Yeah, it's cute. Let's talk about it. Like, I mean... What do you feel about like contact on the first date? Like who initiates what? I am so against it. I'm okay. so but I also know that this is like my insecurity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very like because okay, so because I'm a sapiosexual, mm-hmm. I want Wait, the what first. does that mean for the people? Oh, t- yes. Touch my brain first, right? Basically. Yeah. Um I'm more like I will only be romantically or sexually interested in someone that I find intelligent mm-hmm. or that can like stimulate me intellectually so i feel like our first few dates should be about that like they should be cerebral and i also i just think when you're a woman there's this constant paranoia of like well is he into me or does he just want sex so like when it gets touchy-feely real quick that's when i'm like wow so that's how you feel (laughs) um i love that you tilt your head (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really though yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I think I'm a sapiosexual to a certain degree yeah. but I do think like it's just more about like the effort that you're putting in like if you can really say like okay we're, I, you know, I want us to go to this and I want like I've seen that you've driven the effort and I've seen mm-hmm. that you're like steering this day in a certain direction because I feel like I always like to have control and so if someone else takes that control out of my hands and kind of like just lets it like I'll 
be open to that. But if yes. I see that you're kind of wavering, I'm gonna be like, no, okay, this is what we're gonna do then. <laughs> you know, like I yeah. really need that like confident structure, yeah. or else it's just not gonna work. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Man, like I, I think for for me, I'm very much, especially in the days we're living in right now. Yeah. Like, I'd rather like like the girl sort of initiate contact. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, Does yeah. that happen though? Um, I mean, it's all about reading the situation. Yeah. But I think it's actually, I think it's it's actually giving, like like we said before, just like giving the other person the power to yeah. decide for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm very big on that. So like for me, it's like I'm, of course, I'm going to initiate like the interaction and like yeah. sort of the talking and like getting to know each other, but. Yeah. It's only going to be in a tasteful way and, and in a way where it's clear, like, I'm not trying to take advantage of the situation, you know, where it's like giving the girl the chance to decide what she wants, you know? So I think that's sort of what I do. Um, so, like, in terms of holding, like, your hand and stuff like that. Oh, I was talking about, hand? like, other shit. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, he's already on my I know, you know, like, I know, right? I'm just like, are you okay with holding it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, this is where we're the afro lit. None. We're the afro lit. None. You guys thought None. No, no, no. Like, you were in a. Nah, nah. I think, uh, like, holding hands, I think it's just feeling the vibe, really. Because, yeah. like, then, like, to be honest, like. So you can put the arm around. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's certain things that I, I will initiate, but it's, it's more out of a sense of, like, if the situation calls for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's not going to be, it's not going to look weird or, like, extra or, like, especially if it's in public. I'm not going to, like, try to like, embarrass the girl. Like, yeah, like you know, she's like, no, I'm still that. single. What are you doing with my hair? Like, you know, like, hold up, you know. Oh my gosh, that could be so sad. You know, I, like, oh, I'm still single, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm all about, like, you know, giving like a girl the opportunity to to feel what she wants and decide what she wants and then go from there versus me trying to sort of force something mm. when I think that's a mistake a lot of guys make it's like yeah. where we could actually get a lot further if we stop trying to force the issue you know if we stop trying to jump the gun on things um you know, both people can get what they want versus like us just trying to get what we want first. And you say something really interesting and I would want to hear more about mm-hmm. how you feel in terms of dating in this day and age, especially now with so many sexual harassment like cases yeah. coming yeah. forward. Yeah. And like, you know, a lot of women coming forward and just like, I remember um, on Instagram recently, I saw this pyramid mm. that like just talked about like the levels of assault. Mm. And like on it, it was, um, and I didn't even know this was assault, but like covert condom removal. Mm. And like, you know, just like, like um, what is it, making rape jokes mm. is assault and making, you know? And so like, yeah. even just like the mild stuff, I didn't even know yeah. was assault. So it's like, yeah. do you think men are also relearning how to date within that structure too? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that's a there's a huge shift that's happening right now that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of why I'm so pro giving women the power mm-hmm. because that's sort of where like, there's no gray area anymore. There's mm-hmm. no like questions or assumptions. Like, mm-hmm. um, I never want to put myself or someone else in a situation where they have to question intentions. Um, so that's mm-hmm. a that's a huge thing. Like, I, I feel like now more than ever, like I said this before, guys need to be accountable. Mm-hmm. Like, if we say or do things, like we have to be able to to man up to those things, mm-hmm. um, especially in interacting with women. You know, so I, I don't think there's any wiggle room, any place to play around with that. Even joking, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm very big on like not putting 
like that type of energy into the world that negative like even rape culture like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to put that energy into the world mm-hmm. so yeah I think it's super super important for, for men now to like realize that things are changing mm-hmm. there are things that you know guys would get away with even saying or you know doing that I feel like now there's just like locker room talk yeah there's no room for that there's no room mm-hmm. for that especially if you respect not only women but if you respect yourself mm-hmm. you know like you cannot respect yourself and I wouldn't even consider you a man if you sort of like engaged in any of those like words or actions mm-hmm. you know there's there's so much pain and suffering and confusion that is attached to these experiences for so many women mm-hmm. that there's no room in not just in America but in this world yeah, for any world. of that attitude or, or action you know so so really like yeah I think we're, we're now in a place where like as, as it should have always been but like the women need the power now mm-hmm. like you know we already fucked up enough <laughs> like and it's yeah. not getting any better now there's yeah. like more and more people coming out where it's just like yo shit like this guy even this guy this guy like every day there's another yeah. person yeah. so like I feel like like ladies you got the control now like so would you consider yourself a feminist then and have you always like recognized yourself as a feminist Mm. I've never labeled myself a feminist I've never labeled myself but I feel like there's a lot of things that I agree with Um, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that I'm like this just seems natural and right in the world like if if anything that's what it is for me is like I'm all about making sure that people are like respected like Mm -hmm. respect is my biggest thing you know relationships work anything like it's all about respect Mm -hmm. so if any issue comes down to is this person being respected or disrespected i'm gonna fall on the the side of like all right this should change because this person needs to be respected man or woman um so yeah that's sort of where i i I sit definitely definitely no that's so i mean this brings up so many questions that i want to ask yeah just like how okay so you say that you know just you wouldn't necessarily consider them men if they do like those sorts of acts but then how do you reconcile you know so it's like let's say you are in maybe not even a friendship circle but you you know now it's getting to a point where it's like you may even know someone who's Mm. done something wrong Mm. like do you think that like within male circles like you guys are having these really critical conversations Mm. or do you think it's still being like you know but he's still a good guy though you know like he does right in society Mm. so you know I'll just say for the record, like yeah. none of my friends or people in my circle oh, yeah, yeah, are engaging yeah, yeah. in any of that. And I don't to my knowledge, mean that. But yeah, I, I don't mean say no. that. No, but that. but I fully understand what you're saying mm-hmm. though. And honestly, that we need to start talking about these things. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's with so many other things that are happening now. It's like we're not forced to talk about it until it's like it touches home. Yeah. And I would rather be preemptive and like talk about it before it becomes an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a responsibility that, that men have to take up. Like we have to have those conversations and not just mm-hmm. wait for um, the women in our lives to do it for us. Yeah. You know, like I think that's too much to ask from you guys to like sort of like start the conversation, engage it and then sort of keep it going mm-hmm. for men. Right. You know, we have to do it ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's that's major. Um but yeah, so for you guys as women, like now that there's this shift that's happening, mm-hmm. I think it's been happening, but now it's like now it's getting more and more publicized mm-hmm. that like women deserve respect. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. <laughs> no, like right. How does that feel for you guys? Like seeing that happen? Like do you guys feel differently now that it's becoming more of a known issue or like Yes yeah. and no. Okay. Because we're still black. <laughs> so <Problematic. laughs> 
Yeah, like, I feel like, and I actually even wanted to ask you more, like, do you think that this is also racial? You know, because, like, all of the women that have come out have yeah. been white women. And then the moment Lupita said something, Harvey, that's when... Don't believe it. Right? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. oh, I don't recall it like mm. that. You know, mm. or when Terry Crews came forward, he's like, so many executives mm. were like, I never recalled that, yeah. you know? So yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. How I feel like there's a racial politics also involved in sexual harassment because yeah. I feel like for a long time we have had to fight for things and like there is a fear in losing everything and so even will with like um, Bill Cosby you know like and all those women coming forward like it look how many years had to pass yeah. for them to really feel comfortable now to say something right. you know so I think that it's it's nice yes I mean of course like at the same time though I've always felt like and I'm so lucky I grew up in a really matriarchal like family mm-hmm. like there it's predominantly women yeah. very strong women and right. like that's always been like the forefront even with like my like male like cousins and like uncles like yeah. they've always made me feel like yeah no like you are in control like like you have the power and yeah. so I think it's now it's just an affirmation of what like like the media now is gonna is reflecting that too right, right. you know like I feel like for a long time the media wasn't really interested in even showing black bodies but now yeah. even like showing like women with like some sort of agency like you know you don't mm. have to be like the hot girl quote mm. unquote like to demand what like the right guy you know like you can just be anybody right. you know and you don't have to like just because you're dressed a certain way doesn't mean that you're asking mm. for it you know I mm. feel like now because these things are happening like we're being more vocal about those underlying conversations too Yeah. you know yeah. so I think that it's good and I think it's the starting point and like as we continue to grow as a generation and even just as a society hopefully we become more nuanced and like understanding of just like the different intricacies of rape culture you know because I still feel like we still I still feel like even within and especially I love speaking about the black community because I mean that's the one I know the most I still feel like there's this underlying of like oh you know she does wear short dresses yeah you know or she is you know on you know she was a video vixen yeah and even among women too you know like she does go tend to go out late at night yeah you know and it's like I feel like we we have to start letting that go right Mm. right. yeah because that's the only time that real change can come forward true True. Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, I think for the for to answer your question as well, it's like I think black people in general, like we've been like fetishized, you know? Yeah. So like when we do bring up these allegations and things that are happening to us, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's almost like people they wanna believe them to be true. They wanna believe that, but they also are holding on to these old archaic ideologies of who we are mm-hmm. so like yeah so that it's like the, they'll, they'll tend to sort of like fall into this this old mind state without giving people the chance to speak their truth yeah. um so so yeah i think that's that's a huge thing that's a huge thing i think um yeah and it's, it's a level of res- again respect this is like the painful surgery like now pe- all this stuff is coming to the surface mm-hmm. all these scars and these broken bones that have been in our society for so long are now being brought to the surface um, and now the pain of realizing how how fucked up people's mentalities are yeah. and how people even approach or even see or even value differently other people's pain yeah. you know like the black experience and our pain is valued differently from, from someone else's you know so 
yeah, I think that's a huge thing. That that yeah. also needs to be addressed at the same time as this. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I like that you mentioned black pain because I also think it's something that's been commoditized. Oof. It's really been so like tonight. blackness. Mm. <laughs> like I feel like blackness has just become synonymous with pain. I know. And oh even I had God. to struggle. You to know, especially ass. like black womanhood. Like <laughs> literally. Mm. And I feel like there's this there's just like yeah. an expectation yeah. that if you're a black woman, you just are angry. Yeah, or you have to are. overcome the world. Just yeah. To, yeah. I yeah. remember um, someone the other day was like, oh, I love your hair. I can tell you're a very conscious person. You're very, you know, you're about the struggle. <laughs> about the you're about, <laughs> you know, and right. And I was like, actually, this is just for aesthetics. Right. <laughs> this is literally, like, this like, was just today's look. This could be blonde tomorrow. Yeah, right? like tomorrow I could have a blonde ass <laughs> wig that's like straight, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so I just think there's even down to aesthetics. Mm. There's oh, this yeah. like idea. And sometimes it's just not like sometimes I'm just actually all the time. I feel like my natural disposition is just to be like happy and yeah. like yeah. you know but i feel like sometimes people are really taken aback by that yeah, like, it's like wait you're not you're not sad right now yeah, you're not, like, hurt? yeah. and even when i let's say like now i'm switching gears to talking about like you know oppression or like violence mm -hmm. towards women it'll always be consumed even if i didn't package it that way mm. it'll always be consumed as angry i know, you know? i never understood that literally I never understood that mm. but it's because people are only used to digesting black people with pain so like true. they can't they can't they can't even fathom that, yeah, yeah that yeah. you could be black and joyful like what <laughs> what a concept yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. So do you feel like there's more of that because even you're South African too like because oh, you're yeah. African like yeah. now it's like oh, you must have worked so hard Bruh. to like yeah, yeah I feel like there's so many like underlying Lying assumptions yeah. yes. about like oh my childhood and like and like I'm not gonna lie like no I didn't grow up a billionaire but I grew up actually a very like comfortable like, I had a very comfortable <laughs> upbringing probably Same. more than like the, the average think, yeah the average person yeah not to like flex or anything, no, but I think like, yeah. I don't know, I think like my parents, yeah, because I mean, Shout living in them. apartheid mm. is not a game. Mm -hmm. um, and like living in exile, like that's not a game. But yeah. like, I think they went through all of that so that I don't have to struggle. Exactly. And so like, I'm not struggling in that sense. I think the generational struggle is different. I think we are now dealing with consciousness and like mm. you know decolonizing of the mind. decolonizing mind. Wow. and yeah, yeah dismantling systems that they work to dismantle from like a legal standpoint i think right. now we're like dealing with a warfare that's a lot more cerebral and yes. a lot more like intellectual which isn't to say that that's not a struggle like mm. yeah it it's different but i think like the gravity of it is mm. different but I just think there's like an expectation of like, oh, you're African. Oh, my God. Oh, people literally have asked me, oh, my God, you're from Africa. How did you get here? <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, I swam. Can you imagine? Like, wow. let me wow. tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like that. But it's like... <sighs> 
I don't know. All I'm saying is like not every day associate black people with pain. Like sometimes yeah. we're literally just happy. Like sometimes we just have frills because it's aesthetic. Sometimes we just are colorful because like that's my aesthetic. Like just some so bomb on us. Yeah, like sometimes I just want to flex on the timeline. Just just, just yeah. yeah. Like it's not always that deep. What I yeah. realized is like just being is actually even more essential, you know? And that's why I love Virgil and I still need to write my like op-ed on him Virgil Abloh because yes. he Love is him. Ghanaian he is an immigrant but it's like you don't associate off-white with like the Ankara yeah. print you know and I mean of course there's like some politics in that because I know he's not targeting like you know an quote-unquote yeah, black yeah, audience but it's like inherently because the brand is him mm-hmm. that is an African black brand you know it is black owned yeah you know and it's like i think we need to also get to the level where we can associate that level of luxury also with black oh yeah you know because i don't think we associate luxury yeah with blackness you know yeah it goes back to how can you be luxurious and you know I mean we can look at luxurious yeah. you know like yeah our steez our style everything we curate that we create that yeah. but it's like oh for you to be the like shining star it's like no that's impossible right, right. it's like Virgil just existing is a form of resistance yeah like Mars. like Virgil like any like person who's killing it in their field and is also black mm-hmm. just the fact that they exist yeah. is speaking volumes yeah so when you have people who can actually be who they are yeah have a message so i think it's huge that our existence Mm -hmm. is a form of resistance that what we Mm -hmm. do and who we are is actually like doing a lot you know it has a huge impact virgil i think he does realize it you know him being in those spaces where he's speaking on panels with all of these amazing uh established qualified designers and people of any field tech and fashion and music and he's holding his own you know and he's like pushing everyone further Mm -hmm. in any field of any color of any race like those are the types of people that are like changing the conversation Mm -hmm. but then at the same time do you feel like black artists have a responsibility because that's the Mm. i think that's the balance too you know like how do you feel like when because i know and this is kind of controversial i know right because zoe kravitz was like don't paint me as a black artist don't make me Mm. like call me a black artist because you know i'm just an artist and it's like i don't why does black have to be connotated to something like you know like just naacp you know like it's not just like the ghetto award you know what i mean like or it's not just like the oh yeah you know you're getting a pass like why can't you be a black artist but then also just like you are an artist too you know so it's like you hold that sense of responsibility like how do you feel about that great question great question i think it's there there is beauty in, in understanding who we are and where we come from that can actually add value yeah you know but but what do you guys think about it i'm 100 for that i do like grapple with the question of and you guys let me know what you think do you guys think that black artists have a responsibility mm. to this is where we fight this is this is where we fight do you think that black artists have a responsibility to the black community like do mm. you think that if you're a black artist you should be serving your community in some mm. way or form of fashion mm. or nah like what do you I know Ekwa yeah you know, so, right? so I'll, I'll ask you a question yeah. like 
serving the community, can you define that? Like, what, what would be serving the community be? So, let's say, for example, I'm an actress and I'm black. Okay. Is it my... <laughs> Echo already knows who I'm talking about. So, <laughs> no, let's right. say I'm Lupita. No. Actually, let me say it with my chest. No. Oh, man. Kevin Twitter, don't roast me. I know. Okay, anyway. fine. Let's say you're a black actress. No, you already said it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Well, do it, man. You and your Ubuntu are out the window. <laughs> no, but it's like, do you then have a... Resp- do you have a responsibility towards like speaking out on issues that affect your community? So if you're African, should you now speak out on African issues? Do you have a responsibility to um, yeah, where African designers, do you have a responsibility to be promoting them or showcasing them or, you know, putting them on? <laughs> you know, and same goes, let's say you're a rapper from Atlanta, like does Migos have responsibility you know for black atlanta culture like should they be like highlighting it should they be putting it on should they be pouring money into those communities should lil wayne be pouring money back into new orleans after hurricane Mm -hmm. katrina etc in whatever shape or form are you responsible are you responsible for your community if you have a platform great question this this draws back into like the humanity of like say an artist say like a rapper say like a Mm jay-z look at his catalog like he was always talking about like black ownership and black business from an early, mm-hmm. from his first album. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did go through a time where it was just all about like cash money hoes. Like that was a period, you know. But um, but he sort of evolved to a place where he's like, no, I have a greater responsibility to my people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Migos down the road when they've lived a little bit more. Mm-hmm and they've had some life experience, then I can actually hear from them like, and then they would actually have the life experience to say, this is what's necessary. It takes a certain type of person to be able to give back in, to their community. Like we ask of these things from certain people, but maybe they aren't emotionally evolved enough to do it. Maybe they don't understand how important it is, you know? And we understand the importance of it. Like we know that it's necessary, but some people they 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 just they just got their first check you know it's like fuck everybody i'm rich yeah. now you yeah. know so, you know and and on the low it's like you could kind of like relate to that I you're know. like man i've been broke for a minute i yeah. finally got some money but at the same time it's like once you grow a little bit and you experience life it's like okay it's more than just me mm-hmm. you know i think that's for all of us yeah. you know it's like there's more than just me out here you know yeah but yeah i feel like at the same time you do see the calamity you know like they're living in the same world that we are you know Mm -hmm. so like jay-z wakes up and it's still 2017 you know Mm -hmm. and lupita wakes up and it's still (laughs) 2017 you know and i think there's certain things that you see and that you can vouch for yes do i believe that you know of course everyone has to go on their journey and i really like that because i never really thought of it in that way Mm -hmm. but at the same time i still do feel like if you're very culturally oriented you know so like jay-z knows and has always talked about brooklyn you know i mean now yes he's made those strides to like you know be a part of the barclays center and like doing his show i think he did it recently at the barclays center you know and he chose that specifically rather than a madison square garden you know and it's like those subtle but still very powerful moves because then it's like you're still bringing business back to Brooklyn Mm -hmm. you know in the same way that I feel like 
Lupita, whether she likes it or not, is still an ambassador for Kenya. Why? So it's like <laughs> she like do you how do you deal with that choice? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like do I feel like yes, you do have a certain responsibility maybe sometimes to wear things that are made in Kenya on the red carpet? <laughs> Yeah, I do because, and then you know, and then even do like a photo shoot there, and then not have like Kenyan photographers. Like I don't know, it was very a come on son, like the Charlemagne, like yeah. donkey of the day type of thing. Cause it's just like I don't know, like you have to. Unfortunately, I feel like because you've been blessed with that position yeah. in the same way that if you're not using that platform mm. to advocate for your own, so that because the problem is if you're the only one from that society, the moment that you're gone you know now it's like okay there's no one someone else from somewhere else will fill that gap you know so why not just perpetuate more from where you're from so that other places can do the same thing you know i feel like with jay-z now there's so many other rappers from brooklyn you yeah. know i mean yeah. think about designer think about i'm i don't know that many but <laughs> I, but i believe that there are a lot more yeah, because of right. that influence you know right. so I would like to say the same thing. And also, it just became cool to be African like two minutes ago. So, yeah. So, like... How do you guys feel about that? Because (laughs) everybody's on the Afrobeat wave now. Like, I want to hear your guys' perspective on that because... How do you feel? I think it's... uh, Ultimately, I feel it's good that people are becoming more aware. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I don't think a lot of people understand the history of it. Like, there's a huge knowledge gap for you guys. Like, is it... Are you welcoming this? Like, sort of everyone, like, learning about these different, like, artists and, like, picking up some slang and stuff? And, like, what do you think about it, just in general? I think, like, it's... I think it's it's a double-edged sword, right? Mm. Because it's, like, at the same time, I love it because, like, that's partially part of my business. Yeah. But then also, it's just in- nice to, like, finally go to a party and it's like, oh, my gosh, music that I usually only play in my living room yeah as like being played at the club or being played i mean even though if we like can really make a distinction i feel like it's more of the nigerian and like ghanaian afrobeat that's been like now bundled into the whole african sound when there's really so many (laughs) there's so there's so like south african house like black coffee is a south african dj you know but does his music sound quote unquote african no i saw black coffee and virgil perform oh really yeah Yeah, it was amazing yeah it was amazing and you just saw that exchange like they like virgil was like trying to play like black coffee wow so like to see see them both live it was just like crazy i remember when black coffee used to have free concert at free concerts at summer stage and no one really knew him it was just like the african people at the corner like and like the 10 white guys like oh yeah i've been to south africa it's always been like that you know so it's like it's very i mean it is very interesting i would just encourage more people just to do their homework you know we now have google we now have things and don't buy the local dashiki just because you know that's probably printed in china and like that's a whole nother political conversation (laughs) but it's like yeah like don't just like you you are black so you are a descendant of africa that is just point blank if you are and 
you can own into it even if you don't necessarily know mm. where you're quote unquote from right. you know and I feel like I guess at the same time I still do feel like I have that responsibility at least mm. to like teach people yeah. about you know like I'm from Kenya I'm from East Africa you know right. like I'm not West Africa you know like I don't you know like we're not riding camels or anything like Lord, that yeah. you know we're not in a famine you know like yes Literally. there's like crazy stuff going on in the world yes there's slavery in Africa but it's like at the same time it's like okay yeah no there's a cult there's so many different cultures there's yeah. so many different sounds you know right. appreciate the sounds listen to soundcloud google it mm-hmm. you know just like mm-hmm. figure it out for yourself for sure yeah for sure. i think this is such an interesting topic because also in the same way that like african music has been you know like popularized which for me personally i'm i'm like unaffected mm. um but also like the aesthetics, I'm like obsessed with visuals. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to also note how like the aesthetics of like Afrocentricity. Oh my gosh, yes, disgusting. Mm. And let's talk about like how now it's thick thighs save lives and mm. it's like melanin on fleek. Whereas six years ago I was being called thunder thighs, this and this and that. Mm. Which is why right. for me like mm. I can't these are all trends and they're all gonna fade away and like slip through our fingers like everything else so like i'm not phased like i'm very unaffected because today yeah i could be praised could be praised right now because like okay we're slim thick whatever but in five years it's gonna be like heroin chic again so now must i like go back to being depressed and no like i don't know like i don't i think i'm unfazed by how like African trends become popular and then all it I think for me just emphasizes the fact that like people make it so disposable you know and I feel like if I buy into the hype Mm -hmm. then I'm already I'm also like disposing of my own like culture etc etc so for me I'm like I'm detached Mm -hmm. and I'm just like these are the things that I love on my own absolute terms Mm -hmm. and the trends can exist outside of like my universe That's of true. opinions etc yeah. i'd want to know from your perspective though because okay. now yeah. that this like and as an african-american guy absolutely. right absolutely. like how do you feel a about this trend but then also b about yeah about but then also c like it's <laughs> like <laughs> Because I feel oh, like shit. there's always been that, and I've gone anyway. Mm. I'm not gonna shout her out, but I've gone on that date where the guy's like, "I know I'm gonna end up with a chocolate woman. woman. <laughs> I'm going, I'm definitely with that, you know." And they're just looking at you, and it's just oh. like, oh, "That's so awkward." Because mm. the moment you said chocolate, I checked out of this Literally, conversation. I'm already on the you bus know? back home. So it's like, I know. So it's like so now, now this has just become an experiment, right? So it's just like I want want to know like how you have traversed yeah. this, and do you have any like underlying oh, this connotations is D. This is ABC. yes okay, and yeah. D <laughs> <laughs> alright let's do do you have any Take underlying connotations or like stereotypes about Africans mm. and particularly African women okay yeah. alright so alright I'm gonna no start judgments. I'm gonna start with yeah, A no, <laughs> no but honestly people are becoming more and more aware like mm-hmm. for me I'm very much just like you said I'm unaffected by trends. I'm unaffected yeah. by what people consider amazing one day and they don't care about the next day. Yeah. I'm more about substance. Like for me, I would rather get to know people versus the trends. Like yeah. so for me, like even if there's a certain type of music that I like, I'm like, okay, who are the people behind this music? Who are right. the people behind this culture? 
like that's what I would want people to learn about like hip hop mm-hmm. culture. My family's from the Bronx, like the birthplace of hip hop. Yeah. Like my parents, like you, you know the show The Get Down. Yeah. Like they lived the Get Down. Like they were there. You know, so like when people talk about hip hop culture, I'm like, okay, but do you know what this came from? Do you know the people that it came from? Yeah. So I'm always people first. So when it comes to music or anything like or culture or like even slang or people picking up certain type of types of dress, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get to know the actual people. I'm gonna like have friends who are from those cultures. Mm-hmm. Versus like I've seen it so many times where people just assume they know somebody. Like somebody listens to like some South African music and they think they know your whole life story. Hard time. Yeah, they think they understand everything. You know, just because they, there's a song that they like the beat to. You know, and it's, they reduce it to that, right. but. I, I will never make that mistake. You know, for me, like, even, like, for me, I, I told you I traveled to Brazil a couple yeah. of times, and, like, people, like, immediately fetishize that. They, they immediately, like, say, oh, yeah, you, you went to Brazil for this or that. I'm like, no, I wanted to learn from the people. Like, I wanted to make genuine relationships with people from that culture mm-hmm. and understand their story and understand we're all connected in that way. We don't even know we have brothers and sisters in this country. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm, like, all about bri- building those bridges with people. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I hope I'm answering all these little yeah, questions. You are. But like, I feel like for me, I'm not the person who's gonna like pick up on a trend and feel like I know someone because of it. You know, I'm gonna take the time to actually learn and research and study, and actually just go out and like spend time and party with people. Yeah. You know, I'm very big on that. Like, I feel like I learn the most from people when I actually like just spend time doing things that they love. Mm-hmm. Because then I end up loving it too. Yeah. You know, because then it's like, for me, like, I'll use an example, when I went to London, it's like people are now also getting into like UK grime music and yes, stuff here in the yeah. States. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, and, and these guys are making amazing music, and of course people will like it. But for me, I had to go to London and go to a proper rave to actually like get it. You know, to actually like say, okay, this is more than just like a dope song, you know? So that's a big thing. Um, have you had any like underlying connotations or stereotypes about Africans? Mm. Personally, personally, I can say no. Growing up, I was always in a place of, I don't want to be misunderstood, so I'm not going to misunderstand anyone else. I'm going to take the time to learn because like we were talking about before, growing up when you're like the the minority or like the yeah. only person with your life experience, yeah. that was something that I longed for was somebody to understand the black African-American experience who I can relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you come from that place, it's like you meet someone else of a different culture, you're like, okay, they probably feel the same way I do, mm-hmm. you know, ab- about that, you know, mm-hmm. about not having somebody to relate to. So instead of when I grew up, like people assume they understood the black experience because they liked 50 Cent. I know, right? You know, like that was, I, was like, I like 50 Cent, so I know your struggle, man. Yeah, I know, I get it, yeah. I get it. D-block, and you're like, what yeah, is D-block? Yeah, nah. so it's like you, you, you experience that as a kid. So it's like now that, you know, we've grown up, it's like I'm not going to put myself in a position of like fetishizing anyone. Like, there's so much history and beauty and culture to all of us and in our own unique way in, in all the countries that we represent. Mm-hmm. So instead of generalizing someone or generalizing African culture, just saying African culture is one nation, cu- culture or yeah. even one culture, yeah. you know, like there's so much diversity there. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like for me, it's about, I'm, I'm all about learning. 
like if I'm gonna learn something I'm gonna fully submerse myself in that culture mm -hmm. and not have any assumptions or presuppositions or any judgments or feeling like I'm better mm -hmm. like that that gets in the way of so many people's learning like I'll never put myself in that position yeah. Um, so yeah I hope that answers your question a little bit <laughs> I will also add that there is a romanticization mm. of Americans in Africa I mean I feel mm. like it's changed now yeah. but definitely when we were growing up how so yeah, also, like, we tell me tell up. me tell me oh, oh. Everyone wanted to wear the baggy jeans and the oh, EV suits, <laughs> the Air Force Timberland. Ones. I'll never forget when my cousin asked me to bring Timberlands, knowing how heavy they are, knowing that they would eat into my entire suitcase. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, are you kidding me right now? It's oh just like, yeah. and it's like, I remember I told him, like, you know, there's homeless people in New York City, right? And he was like, there's no way, you know, like, how can there be homeless people? Literally, like, everyone is the on the block. Word, yeah. like yeah, everyone yeah. is, you know, out and about the hustler, you know, mm. like there was always no. that, like, romanticized, especially when it came to hip hop. Right. So yeah. I will say, People like, put on accent. I know, like, like yeah, uh huh. <laughs> Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> like, literally, people would talk like that. Yo, like, I, knowing nothing. They just saw, like, maybe nothing. a clip from Belly and was like, yeah, yeah, this is my life yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, I definitely experienced that going to different countries. Mm -hmm. It's like, being the African-American is like, it's cool a thing. Points. It's yeah. a cool, cool points, but also you get, like, the yo-yo-yo. Yeah. My man, like, you know, just, like, certain things we just, like, we don't, we didn't say that. We said that 10 years ago, you know? Like, you know, we don't talk like that anymore. But I get it. I get it. I understand, yeah, yeah. but there's more to us than that, yeah, you know? So, like, but I, know. I understand. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I feel like, and I think because our culture or some parts of African culture are becoming more of the forefront that like romanticization has now decreased a lot also because of the political times too yeah. but essentially due to that because now like I think it's also giving a lot of Africans their own agency to say like oh yeah no our culture is really lit you know and like it's really popping you know and we don't need justification yeah. from America or anything like that you yeah. know so the more we realize it like between different cultures and you know countries that we come from it's like as black people our culture is probably one of the most valuable things oh, on this yeah, planet <laughs> you know like so i mean you just see like business moves are made companies are making decisions based upon the culture that we create yeah. and that we create effortlessly you know so i think that the more we understand that it's like instead of see, even though we have more of a responsibility to sort of educate people about our culture we also have more power because of it so so i think we're we're in a place where we can like actually do that. something with that you know so yeah yeah i think we can sort of wrap it up on that note oh, we can wow, keep going we could go on part two three four and five is coming yeah but um once again just thank you guys so much for being on the podcast thank you thank you for also inviting me into your space um, you know, it's something that I do not take lightly, um, and it means a lot to me. So thank you very much. Aww, thank you very much. <laughs> <I'm crying. laughs> 
So, so before we dip, um, can you like help people get in contact with you? How can they find the podcast, Afrolit? How can they find you guys personally? Definitely. Let us know. So you can definitely follow Afrolit on um, iTunes and on SoundCloud. The links hopefully will be in the description. And mm-hmm. as for me, my Instagram and Twitter are very simple, and you can always like get in touch with me via email. Though don't slide into my DMs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, <laughs> right? Um, it's Equa Ekua dot pm on all um, kind of platforms. Yeah, except no dot on Twitter. If that makes yes. sense. And then same thing for Afrolit. It's on Twitter. It's Afrolit. Lit as in lit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, you can find me on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, also on Twitter, talking shit. And Instagram and YouTube is this fashion fiend. Fiend like drug fiend. So F I E N D. And you can find me on Twitter as Babida Badu. So <laughs> I know I'm so corny. No, no, I love it. I actually love it. As B O B Y D A H Badu. Like our queen mother, Erica Badu. You. Um, and yeah, of course, Afrolit. Follow Afrolit everywhere. We're on YouTube too. Actually. Yeah, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube. We have one video up, but you know, more to come, more to come, come. more to come. As Afrolit, and you have to definitely subscribe to Taj now because yeah. we made it through this entire episode. I know. <laughs> this is but gonna be a five-hour episode. <laughs> I know. I love this though. Okay. So dope. So dope. Well, thank you again. This has been The Open Canvas with Taj Alexander. And we're out. Yo. We Come did on it, now, guys. Wow. To find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also, stay tuned to our Instagram, at The Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com this has been the open canvas produced by Taj Alexander